0: And welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve.
1: Did we help you learn, grow, and improve? Leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paradigm Playbook's podcast. I'm Dave Kozak, alongside co-host, Mr. Steve Cook. Morning, David. Morning, sir. And we always, uh, the finest of the fine, producer, Mr. Niall Cummins in the background there. Soon to conquer the world. Great to be here. You know, uh... I'm always looking forward to joining the show. Learning something, I hope. Always learning. Learning every day, growing every day. That's the mission. So today's subject is, you know, kind of coming back from last week where we were talking about time management. Um, This one's all all about delegation. So, Steve, why don't you go ahead and
2: teach them everything they need to know about delegation? (laughs) That was a good job of (laughs) delegating. So this comes in. Last week we talked about eliminate, automate, and then the next step was delegate. So uh, Vaden in the book that we took off procrastinate on purpose tells a story about uh, growing up, um, being brought up by a single mom and he didn't have a dad and he always wanted a dad. Um, he and, and his mom looked at him and said, you know what, I've given up on men. It hasn't worked for me, but if you want a dad, sure, go find one. And he met an older man at his karate class and kind of uh came to like him and he would drive him home from class and then they would go to the movies and then one day mom went to the movies with him and he said he was shocked the day that the two of them went to the movies without him. Mm. And it's a long story, but he takes it on. Eventually they get married and the new friend adopted him. And his point was you can delegate anything. Yeah. And what so a cool I, story. Yeah, I mean it it's a really neat story. He tells it well. It's a great TED talk if anybody wants to look it up, you can find Rory Vaden um multiply your time is the way he does it, but he goes into delegation. The key is accepting the fact that you can delegate anything.
1: Yeah. And you know, there's a piece of strategic coach in Dan Sullivan that says who not what, right? Yes. So I think the key to delegation is who you delegate to. Um but there's there's a concept that I've used since I learned it, and and I I believe EOS was the first time I was introduced to it. But it was this uh, delegate elevate delegate and elevate, and um, the idea behind that is that it's an easy again quadrant grid. You know, line down the middle, line across the the page, and you in the top left quadrant you have things that you love and things that you're great at, and the to the right you have things that you like and things that you're good at. Then you have in the bottom left, things you don't like, but things you're good at. Uh, And then bottom right, you have things you don't like, and you're also not good at them. And so easiest way to start delegation is take all the things that you're not good at and you don't like and find someone who is, right? You're the yin to your yang, right? And so I've spent a lot of time hiring and firing and upgrading and rebuilding and retooling to try and find those people that are... Um, Complementary to the skill set that I have, so that I have people to delegate to, right? And I think that's a huge part of it, and that's why in Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan,
2: he talks about who, not what, do you delegate? Yeah, I think you need to. If you stick to the idea that anything can be delegated, yep. and you're right, you start off with those things that you just don't like. For me, in, in no, no, my no, no, business, no, no, no,
1: don't like and are not good at. Steve, you know, not just the things you don't like.
2: Well, I would start with the things I don't like. And if you don't like it, you're probably not good at it. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. I, but in my business, it wasn't really h- well. it wasn't hard for me to delegate the accounting. So mm. To go out and hire an accountant and delegate all the accounting and the quarterly reports and the you know, making all your payments on time, that was easy for me to delegate. In my sales career, calling on the top account in the country was really, really hard for me to delegate. I think the reason we don't delegate some of the things in that first quadrant that you talked about, one, they're fun, and two, no one's going to do it quite as good as you. Mm -hmm. I think there's a point where you have to say you're going to accept mediocrity for a little while so that it can mature into being at your level and hopefully passing you. The
1: single hardest lesson learned in business for me was, uh, sitting at a table with a, a young representative from my company or a, uh, a new, didn't even have to be young, just new representative across the table from a client. Um, and me having to know exactly what they did to mess it up exactly what they did to lose the deal. Uh, and me, being willing to allow the client to walk out the door and not save that that deal. Because w- we've said it often, you you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. And in our business, financial planning, insurance, all of the different, the college admission stuff that we do. Um, and then again, in, in Paradigm Playbook, um, you're going to get signups, deals, and things right? We always say 30% of the people are going to do business with you because they, they, they just walk in wanting to do business with you. 30% of the people are never going to do business with you. Success comes from that middle 30% that may want to do business with you, but they need encouragement. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you have to be willing to let people around you fail
2: That yeah. end yeah, and yeah. It's, it's painful. Yeah. If you, you delegate it and let it happen so that they can grow to get to your level and then you can move on let's let's it's
1: similar to taking 2 hours to set up your online banking so that uh, you know for the next the rest of your life you don't have to take a half
2: hour every week so my wife just signed us up for online <laughs> you're banking you're good now so I'm good <laughs> he delegated <laughs> the, I think in in sports entrepreneurism this happens frequently we're oh, running a baseball question. facility. I I fancied myself as a pretty good baseball coach. I was a teacher, a physical education teacher. I could communicate well with children, especially amongst the young children, the 10 to 12 year olds. I thought I was pretty good at it. And I remember Dave, you coming in all the time and telling me this business will grow as soon as you stop coaching. Yep. And I took that personally to think I wasn't a good coach. And now later in life, I'm learning that that was advice to get my business to the next level. And I could do things like innovate the business, bringing, bring in new businesses, do the marketing, hire new people, find new coaches. Now I will still do some coaching, not much, but I've limited to, I'm only going to get in front of a group of 20 or more people because I need to have some impact on what I do. And one-on-one for my business i can't have enough impact so delegating everything that's going to allow you to grow later is important
1: yeah there's a a book i read um it slips my mind but it's about this mother who has three daughters and they are all like one's like the ceo of sony one's the ceo of something else and the other one is a is a neurosurgeon and uh she said the key to parenting success is never doing something for your children that they can do for themselves. Right. And, you know, I'll use the example of, I have a four-year-old right now and I watch her brush her teeth and I'm like, all right, give me the toothbrush. And I, I make sure their teeth are clean. Cause I don't want to take her to dentist and have cavities, the whole thing. But I said to her last night, she just, today's her fourth birthday. So happy birthday, Lucy. Um, but I said to her last night, I said, you're four now, no more, no more parents brushing your teeth. Like it's all you. And I should have done that when she was three and I probably should have done it when she was two and a half. But, but the the point is, is that you have to allow people to do things. You can't step in and save it all the time. You can't, you cannot make that move. And so, um, this relates to, I think the bigger subject matter I've consulted with a ton of small businesses and, small business and and let's use the trades as an example tradesmen come in you know you have a guy who's he's a fantastic electrician or a fantastic plumber right and he sets up shop he buys a van and he and he he goes about and he makes money and then all of a sudden he's got to hire another guy and hire another guy and hire another guy and and they do this thing where they have a helper helpers used to be called apprentices and an apprentice's job is to learn how to do all the things but a helper's job is just to help And I think the concept was taken away where your, your best mechanic, no matter what it is. And, And when I say mechanic, I mean, technician, I mean, person doing things should be your coach of others. If you have one person who has all the skills and they are not training the rest of the skills and, and helping in this, this piece. And if this is you, you can't coach that session. You can't take that lesson. You can't do that. What you can do is you can guide that person who's taking that lesson and doing that to make them better so that the next time you don't have to be there to do it. And I think we, we lose sight of training an awful lot in business because training is very expensive, right? Think about it. If I have two resources on the same thing and and the company is making the same dollar, but I'm deploying two resources, I'm paying for both resources, but you're only doing that for a period of time until you have two resources that are doing the exact same thing with twice as many people, right?
2: Probably the only thing more expensive than training is rehiring and replacing. <laughs> 100%. So if, if you don't train, then you're going to spend the money anyway. So you just need to commit to train. I still think it goes back to the basic idea that everything can be delegated and you have to look at everything you do and say, okay, how can I get out of everything? And what will I do when I have that time? And we talked about time management. And the one thing that that we don't put in our calendar through time management and scheduling is innovation. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I act on something when I come to it, but although innovation you could delegate too. I mean, and so I think it's um, Google is, uh, Google I, I believe has innovation time or innovation hour, innovation day. Where and every they employee probably have
1: a chief innovation officer. Or yeah, something well, like that every
2: too. employee is allowed to take so many hours per week to work on something that they think will benefit the business, hmm. and so they're delegating innovation. And it just speaks to the fact that anything can be delegated. So I I talk to my salespeople all the time twenty percent rule. Does shows exactly how long much you should spend learning your new skills. Uh, that's not. That's, that's not, learning. I like yeah, that. that no. That's learning. It's good. That's, but I, I'm pretty sure Google has a innovation, but if you have any
1: business related questions, feel free to send them over to us at playbook at paradigmplaybook.com. We're here to help. Either way. So let me, let me just say something. Cause the, the, the one thing that I love just to kind of wrap up that training improvement piece is, Richard Branson is quoted as saying, teach people well enough so that they could do it on their own, but treat them well enough so that they'll never want to. Yeah. And that to me is like profound. That is just God. And and this is the the opposite of another lesson that I was taught was uh, never teaching somebody everything you know is called job security. Like that is the lollipop of mediocrity at its finest right there. Right. That's a, that's a foolish, foolish thing. I want. I want everybody to be able to do what I can do because then I have the opportunity to go out and find something new to do. Yeah,
2: it, So many things pop into my head, <laughs> but I was just reading an article where this is one of the most difficult times ever to work in a large corporation, mm. which means it's one of the best times ever to be an entrepreneur. Bingo! And so entrepreneurs made the, this country and I think entrepreneurs are going to get us out of our current problems. But, To do that, you as the entrepreneur, the owner, can't remain the technician in the business forever. Uh, We need to delegate enough all the time so that we can go out and reinvent ourselves and grow the business and be ready for the next thing. Even if that time you gain, you're spending. I I tell all entrepreneurs twenty percent of your time needs to be spent outside of your business. Mm -hmm. You need to know the world. You need you need to educate. Warren Buffett always says you need to read everything that you can get your hands on about your business and the world in general Mm -hmm. because nothing happens in a vacuum. So delegating as much as you can. Salespeople all the time come back to you and say, it's easy for you to delegate because you have reports. In the corporate world, anybody that reports to you, generically, they're called reports. But I'm saying, there are other things that you can delegate. And if you figure out what you're worth what your time's worth it was you know speaking of things that i didn't like and i wasn't good at some point in my life i decided i wasn't good at cutting the grass mm. so that's something i delegate outsource that it's done i never went back that was 15 years ago i don't cut the grass that's just a decision i made i felt felt my time was worth more than i was getting paid to cut my own grass if you find a way of delegating, you will find the money to pay for it.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll use a different scenario because I am really good at cutting grass. Uh,
2: but <laughs> so how much do you charge? I mean, yeah, I, right. <laughs> nice. That, that
1: business. I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten into that business yet. Um, but the opportunity cost for me was time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So quality was never the issue. I was always able to do it, but I always, it always prevented me from something else. Like, Uh, We wanted to go away for a weekend, but I didn't cut the grass. When I get back, it's not going to be cuttable. So uh, again, about 10 years ago, I did the same thing and I've never looked back since, but I'm very capable and I'm very, it's a peaceful time for me. It's a, it's a mindless task that I can do. Right. But it's something where there has to be give and take. And so when you talk about elevate and delegate, I'm good at it. Uh, And I
2: really didn't mind doing it. So I liked it. but. You may find twenty years from now you're No. Yeah, you are know, you're, you're less golf as inclined to fishing. Yeah. So skiing. I'm good. But you can we just talked prior to podcast about how I'm delegating some social media yeah. work that um I can say I'm not good at that, right? I'm yeah. technology Nile will stick up for me on this that I'm not great at technology we had
1: to fight to get a uh what was it an audio recording sent over to me yesterday so that was a, a battle but it was one we did figure it out so
2: yeah we're learning i, I learned and, out here, and, and, and that's one in case i automated so i don't have to learn it again so now i have an app so i can send audio recordings via the app anyway i i learned from that and maybe that's a side benefit of delegation you delegate i delegated the problem denial he came back and taught me how to do it He. Delegated it back, but automated it in the process. So it all tied together. So good job, now. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and I'll talk about just a, a, a philosophy that I use in training and delegation, right? So if I'm doing the same thing today that I was doing yesterday, and I'm doing the same thing tomorrow that I do today, then somebody else in my organization is not getting an opportunity to do what I was doing yesterday, today, or or what I would be doing tomorrow. And that's like toxic for me. I I I don't want to do the same thing. Now I do, obviously there's, there's part of business that is just a cycle and a system that you have to run. Um, but, and I forget where I was going cause I got so excited at trying to find new things to do as, as my brain is <laughs> running there. Um, but I think the, the, um, uh, training mechanism that led me to success was, and, and we, we meet with clients all the time. And so you have to have a certain breadth of knowledge to sit with a client. Right? You have to, you know, in in your yeah. case, sports in, or gymnastics equipment or in financial planning or insurance, you got to have a, a certain amount of knowledge on the subject. And so after everybody's trained up from the book smart side of it, we go into live sessions and the live sessions start with two people. For the first five live sessions, I'm doing the talking. For the second five live sessions, they're doing the talking. But if I start talking, they stop talking and they okay. know they know that at that moment, You just got cut off because now we're, now we're with a client. We're not with a prospect. Prospects I'll let walk out the door to, to train people up, but clients I will not, because you can't, you can't make errors with clients. And so then the third five, they are doing all the talking and they're suffering through it. So what happens is that second set of five where they get cut off, they start to really like learn like, oh man what did I say? And they start to get conscious about words and, and, and how they're addressing people and what they're saying. And so uh, it leads to
2: that third set of fives basically just the launch. So that, that is so typical you. It's like, <laughs> if so the thing, one thing I love about Dave and his business sense is that anything can be made into a process. And I think that's what, you know, so your education is made into a process. In my world, you know, and you got to figure 40 years in the sales business Yep. everything's about making the sale. So that's how I look at everything. So I find in the corporate world and I hope Lisa's not Lisa Eversall is my go-to marketing person at my soon to be ex job. It did all my powerpoints for me. Mhm. It was not her job. She's very very good at it. And I spent a lot of time telling her how good she was. The more you compliment, the more you can delegate. Yeah, And so if you focus on that, that process, but if you delegate only those things like grass cutting that I didn't want to do, then I have to pay for it. If you delegate through praise and, you know, kind words and all that, then you get people that want to help you and they want to be part of it. And just sitting in on a presentation with Dave, I'm going to learn so much by being in there. You know, it's like I'd pay to sit in on that session. Yeah. So those things come, but that's all part of the delegation process, I think.
1: Yeah, and and I'm a I'm a fifty fifty guy, Steve. Fifty percent praise and fifty percent tough love, right? Um put it this way, I'm as hard on myself as I am on anybody else. And I would never treat anybody differently than I would expect to be treated. That's I think the golden rule in life, right? Um so when I'm Funding someone's growth and they do things well, I will tell them exactly what they did well. And when they do things poorly, I'll tell them exactly what they did poorly. But it's all in the mindset that if you allow an opportunity to correct a behavior, go. Think about dog training. What do they teach in dog training? The bad behavior is ignored, mm-hmm. right? You can do that in an animal when you're using food reward, right? With a human with the frontal lobe and the neocortex and the ability to logic and reason. That correction prevents it from happening. It has to happen real time, though. It can't be. It can't be a role play where you correct it. It's got to be something that has a consequence. Then you correct it, and then it's there for life.
2: But I, I, I agree with you. But I don't believe that it's positive and negative. They're both positive. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that's uh, why I said tough love. So love is always positive, right? Steve. And you know, it's you know, Bobby Knight says there's nothing wrong with and I. Kicking an athlete as long as you're kicking them in the right direction. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so well, I mean, I believe Real, probably nice school of coaching.
1: Yeah. Well, throw a chair here, throw one there. Well, push a kid, you not,
2: know. Hey, you're pushing it. <laughs> but I think if you're pushing someone for growth, push is good. And sometimes you say tough love, I say sweaty palm conversations. Yep. All that comes out there. But as you delegate, one of the one of the points and someday I'm gonna finish the book you know, 10, 10 keys to coaching your kid. But the one that we talk about, and we've done this so many things, is GMP, which is the greatest management principle in the world. It's that which gets rewarded gets repeated. So and reward doesn't have to mean pay. To a dog, it's a treat. To a to a to a kid it's a it's a clap. To from mom, it's a hug. Whatever it is. But in business, it's the same. If you're rewarded, it'll get repeated. So you have to be ready to recognize when they hit something right, reward it on the spot. And we always say it's better to reward in a crowd and criticize in, in private.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think one of the, one of the other keys to delegation uh, that I, that I introed in the beginning that I think we need to circle back to is the who of delegation. Um, in the podcast on time management, I talked about A level work, B level work and C level work. And I think this is the moment where you also have A-level work, but A-level employees, B-level employees and C-level employees. And the goal is always to get to a a C to a B and a B to an A and to have the A take over the
2: the, the ship,
1: right? So I think sometimes there are jobs that just need to get done and you can delegate that, you know, I would say to a C-level work or to a C-level employee. And it's not to say a C-level employee is less valuable to the organization. That is not my intention. My intention is that your goal is to get them to be a B-level. Sometimes, and this is for the world out there that's listening of young people, experience matters, right? So you can't be A when you have no experience. You need to experience people, customer service, relationships before you can become a B-level. Maybe that's all it is. It's just time dealing with the situations at hand. But there are jobs that require a specific level of intelligence, a breadth of knowledge, a a depth of knowledge, right? And so you can't delegate a very real uh, and comprehensive and complex task or project to someone that doesn't have the credential to do that project. So the who of delegation is very important. The problem that entrepreneurs will face is they'll find that one person. They can delegate everything to one person and then that person becomes overloaded and they don't delegate and then they get stressed out and then they quit. Mm -hmm. So don't make the mistake of delegating everything you do in life to a single individual. You have to be thoughtful about the level of job that is required, the level of employee that's required and and the proper
2: delegation. I think everybody deserves to be able to delegate and to be delegated to. So that's where we got our experiences because I was the new guy on the block and they said, here, you go find out this information or you go call in these accounts. And that's where you get the experience.
1: Well, and I'll I'll tell you something else that I do in my business and I'll kind of end it with this is that if any of my guys run into problems or any of my girls run into problems with clients, they're at free will. Anybody in my company is at free will. And my calendar is public, by the way, it's public to every employee. It's public to my family. It's public. I don't, there's nothing on my calendar that if I'm golfing, I'm golfing. I like deal with it, right? If Mm -hmm. I'm in meetings, I'm in meetings. That's the deal. If I got to be at a softball game or baseball game or swim meet, it's all on the calendar. Everybody can see it. Um, is that if they get into trouble with a client or a situation, they have full autonomy to book the appointment to solve the problem in my calendar with the client and me. Mm-hmm. So I don't take that. That's the delegate back. Right. Right. Sometimes just know when, hey, if you need yeah. know when to go to the bullpen. Yeah. Right. Don't let the case get away. Don't don't let someone badmouth you say, hey, I can bring the CEO into this and I can have him sit with you and and we can solve this problem. So, I think that's a huge thing is being willing to accept delegation inside your own organization, too.
2: And we could dig into what teamwork is really all about, which probably is another podcast for another day.
1: Yeah. Well, we've covered a lot of territory. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground today, but uh, the key is try and delegate everything, right, Steve? Everything to somebody. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's Paradigm Playbooks Podcast.
2: Make it a wonderful
1: week. With all the noise out there, it's hard to know who to listen to. Let us help you reach your business and professional goals. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for more information.
0: Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.